I'm David Enders, in for Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. We are coming to you on Saturday and Sunday as the four-day Israel-Hamas truce holds. The initial group of Palestinians and Israelis were released and met with celebrations by families and loved ones. Today, 42 additional Palestinian prisoners are expected to be released along with 14 captives in Gaza, but the exact timing remains unclear. Meanwhile, aid trucks began flowing into Gaza. It's Saturday, November 25th. As we record this, it's 12 noon GMT. That's 2 p.m. in Gaza and 7 a.m. in Washington, D.C. After nearly two months of relentless Israeli bombardment on Gaza, a temporary truce is underway. 39 Palestinians, most of them women and children, were released from Israeli prisons. Families waited outside of Ofer military prison in Ramallah for that moment. One of those released is Amani Hashim, who spent seven years behind bars. Al Jazeera correspondent Mohammed Jamjoun spoke to her. Amani, first of all, shukran ilik. Thank you so much for being with us. I asked her what are her feelings today after being released from prison. I'm still in shock that I am free. I feel like I'm in a dream. I can't realize that I am in my house, surrounded by my family, and I'm smelling them, and I'm seeing my children, my family, my relatives, and I'm safe here in my house, and that all the difficulties are behind me. I've been dreaming of this moment. I've been daydreaming about these moments during the last seven years. I was dreaming about the day I would leave the, the prison, and here I am in the house with my family. Amani, I want to ask you, what exactly were you accused of? What exactly were you imprisoned for? First, any person or any Palestinian who would be close to a soldier is considered as being uh, a crime. So they accused me of getting too close to an, an Israeli soldier. At that time, there was no soldier who has been hurt or that was uh, touched or crushed by my car. They just accused me that I got too close and they arrest me and I was under investigation. And then I was accused from the first day that I've been purposefully did this. And based on that, I was arrested and then sentenced for 10 years. In Israel, celebrations took place in Tel Aviv, where relatives of those held captive have camped for nearly 50 days in an area that has become known as Hostage Square. The mood soon changed to one of jubilation, even if temporary. Al Jazeera correspondent Sara Khairat was there on the ground. She spoke with Israeli citizen Daniel Lifshitz. Having my grandmother back, that's an amazing thing. Having, uh, knowing my grandfather is still there, that's a devastating thing. And knowing that uh, I hope big part of the 75 uh, members of Kibbutz Niroz will be released. The release of the captives happened at sunset, around the same time the Jewish day of rest started. And Shabbat candles were lit for the ones remaining behind. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, 
who at the beginning of this war said there would be no negotiations with Hamas, had this to say. Each and every one of them is a whole world, but I emphasize to the families and to you, the citizens of Israel, we're committed to the return of all our hostages. This is one of the goals of the war. Hamas says they are willing to release all captives in exchange for the release of all Palestinian prisoners. More trucks carrying humanitarian aid have been rolling into Gaza through the Rafah border crossing with Egypt. Palestinians have been struggling to survive. Desperate Palestinians flooded the Nasarit market in the central Gaza Strip in search of food, fuel, and other essential supplies. Some of the hundreds of thousands of Gaza residents who fled fighting decided to try and return to whatever was left of their homes. In the southern city of Khan Yunis, which has been housing thousands of displaced families, including from heavily bombarded northern Gaza, streets were packed with people on the move. Many of those displaced Palestinians used this pause to return to their homes, only to find rubble. And that's The Take for Saturday, November 25th. Please join us again tomorrow. This episode was produced by Khalid Sultan and mixed and hosted by me, David Enders, in for Malika Bilal, with Miranda Lynn, Sari Al-Khalili, Sonia Bagat, Amy Walters, Faranisa Campana, Zaina Badr, Chloe K. Lee, and Ashish Moholtra. Alex Roldan is our sound designer, Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio.